0: back.
1: (音楽) We'll be right back. This is Sailor. Welcome to another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Well, hello, hello, fellas. What's happening?
2: Hey, guys. What's going on, everyone? Yep.
1: Welcome back.
2: Back in the saddle. Yeah. Welcome
3: back. Because I'm a wanted man.
1: Hey, Mr. Kata. Totally aging myself now.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) That's, That's almost... Too old for me, even. I remember hey. when I was a little kid watching that. Yeah,
1: oh, it was on when we damn. were little. You're older well, than
3: pre- old. Well, that 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 predates there our you. subject tonight, I assume, How right? Dare yes, you. It does. Well, it totally yeah.
1: does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Barely. Barely. So, how's everybody
1: mm-hmm. doing? What's uh, what's new with you guys?
2: What's new with me? Well, I'm ready to do another show. That's the most thing that's new. Other other than work, you know, when nobody <laughs> wants to hear about my work, so.
3: Oh, don't say that. We want to hear about it.
1: The The interesting life of building computers across the nation. <laughs> See? Look how interesting Pretty I much. just made a sound.
3: Oh, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> insert, cric- insert crickets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving along. How about you, yeah. Matt?
3: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like I've been living in the 80s with the, you know, the music I've been listening to and the shows I've been watching and the movies yeah. I've been watching and... I know. Great time to be alive. Yes, Yes. it was. Yes, Yes. Yes, it was.
1: Speaking of that, um, and I'm just going to apologize to the listeners uh, right out of the gate. If I sniffle, I'm going to try to keep myself on mute. We're dealing with horrible wildfires out here in the West Mm. and um, currently have stay home orders because the air quality is so bad. So Mm. making my sinuses go crazy. So I'm going to do my best. Um, So, okay. Speaking of the 80s there's two subjects that I want to discuss one. So Matt, you and I had started talking about this like two years ago, I think Um, the fact that Cobra Kai was coming out, we were able to watch a few episodes on YouTube and then it was like, shit, what happened? And
3: I I paid for it. So I paid for for YouTube premium because that's how hooked I got from the first two or three episodes.
1: So we didn't pay for it. We didn't pay for it. Um, (laughs) And then all of a sudden I hear, and so I kind of forgot about it, got put in the background and I hear that it's coming out on Netflix. It was, let's just put it this way. People have asked us if they should watch it. And I tell them, don't start it. If you have something to do the next day, you have to watch it when you have nothing to do. Like you have a whole entire day or nothing to do the next day because we could not stop watching it. We would be like, okay, okay, okay. This is the last episode. After this, like, we have to go to bed. It
3: just sucks you in. And it no, just didn't you work. You cannot stop watching it.
1: So um, Robin likes to tell the story that when we were first dating, I don't I don't remember this, but I made a comment like, yeah, Daniel Reluso used an illegal move to win the tournament.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I fell in head over heels in love with Cobra Kai. I think they did a phenomenal job um, of balancing, I don't know, I think like of showing both sides, the light and the dark, the good and the bad, just like people are. You know, people can Mm -hmm. be assholes and people can be amazing. Um, I love how much they've made Daniel a prick on the show. That's got to be my my favorite part. They make him such a douchebag. I love it.
3: My absolute favorite scene is when it's like six episodes into season one, and and Johnny sits down with his new student. I don't want to give too much away, but no spoilers he,
2: here. I yes, he it. he
3: he will recap the events of the first movie from his point of view. Yes, mm. and it's funny, but it's like you know. Yeah. It makes you think. Yeah. The yeah. So yeah. way
1: He told the story of why they became enemies and they show clips from the original movies. So they did that so that if you had never seen the movies, you would still be interested in this. Yeah. And I've heard from people that they absolutely have. So they did a really good job there. But okay. when they show the clips and like you said, Matt, I was like, I don't remember that. I don't. Yeah. Like there was a couple of things I didn't even remember. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. What the hell? Mm-hmm. It, it, it wasn't as cut and dry as it seemed exactly so,
2: yeah. you yeah. know what that reminds me of one other thing that um, someone told me and I went back and it changed everything the movie Top Gun all right from what I remember you know Maverick was the hero Iceman was the jerk and all that but mm-hmm. you go back and watch it
1: mm-hmm.
2: and mm-hmm. when Maverick, Maverick was really the asshole he, he was kind of a, a dick and, yeah
1: yeah, Ice Man was right about him. He yep. was.
2: You're dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you're dangerous, and you're 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 boastful, and you're you're just a dick, yep. little dickhead strutting your little peacock feathers everywhere. Like fuck <laughs> off. He was right. I was absolutely right.
0: Yeah. Especially when he's like,
1: oh yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could go down this road forever, but um, you guys, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai yet, watch it. I'm telling you, you have to watch it and then find me on Instagram and tell me what you thought. Um, I'm more in love with Johnny than I've ever been. (laughs) I have to say he is hilarious. He's such a fantastic actor, which I really would have never known. I mean, as a kid, like he did a good job playing what seemed to be a douchey kid, but there's so many layers to his character now. Um, and just well, some of the that, shit that happens, crap. Oh, my God, I love him.
3: And that's what I appreciate, too, about the series, is that they take the time to sort of peel the onion on everybody, you know? Yes. So you mm-hmm. get like absolutely and absolutely everybody. So you have a connection with every single character. They're not just a face or a villain or a hero, you know?
2: Well, that's the advantage really you get when you have a TV series as opposed exactly. to a two hour movie. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's so good um you'll find yourself just the whole time i don't know most people have agreed that just you're gonna go like, oh wow what a dick like every <laughs> <laughs> what a, oh man what an asshole or no 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 don't do that just just when you think it's gonna be okay for johnny something fucks up or uh, just when you think they're gonna be friends something fucks up you're like no it was they were almost there so good
3: you're pulling for that moment you know
1: to- of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. So I have my speculations about what I think is going to happen in the next series. Um, I think there's going to be a little yin and yang, but I won't spoil it.
3: All right. Well, now I'm going to have to go watch it. Yeah. Well,
1: not if you have to work tomorrow.
3: <laughs> I have my own predictions of season three, so we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, okay, moving along, there is another blast from our past. Um, this one's going to be hard to talk about. This one mm.
3: Uh-oh.
1: It's kind of like the last um, Indiana Jones movie where you felt like someone had Uh-oh. gotten oh, you up geez. the butt without your consent afterwards. Uh-oh. Bill and Ted is dead. That's what's all I'm going to say.
4: Ah. Boy. That level, huh?
1: Oh, boy. We watched the whole thing because I just thought, come on. And it got really good reviews. It is garbage. Like
2: I am so disappointed to hear that like
1: grand Pubelle. It is so absolutely horrific. I can't even believe it got green lighted. I can't believe they, I can't believe Keanu Reeves did what he, I don't understand Mm. how, I don't know. It's yeah. That was my,
2: my first thought when they announced this was like, I was kind of impressed that they got Keanu Reeves at the, the level he is nowadays you know, to come back and redo this. So I'm like thinking, Oh, it's gotta be something good if he's coming back to do it. But
1: of course, that's what I thought too. I thought, I thought it was a brilliant concept, a great idea. When I read what the, you know, what the concept was, I thought, yeah, that's fantastic. And then it got great reviews and we were so excited to watch it. So So is it, is
3: it, is it, is it a a, a case of like 20 years too late? Are they too old?
1: No. No. No, no oh. no this could have been it could have been the concept is the concept would work but it was made they everything is so stupid it's a joke of itself it, it, they just made a joke of themselves mm. it, it it's i can't even they bill and ted and the two daughters are still like uh, 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 you know uh, uh, they're like fucking idiots did like they, they haven't progressed in 20 in something like uh, 30 years that yeah. was first of all absolutely ridiculous yeah,
2: it looks like it
1: was oh the shtick doesn't bad. work anymore oh, when
2: you're you know <laughs> 50 some years old as yeah. it does when you're <laughs> no, you know and 17 the daughter,
1: and the daughters were all like literally like I mean it's <laughs> I would have laughed if I wasn't so upset like I think we were stunned like we did <laughs> Oh. Robin's like I don't know if I could keep watching it, and I'm like I don't even know what to do right now if so we turn it laugh. off. Yeah, yeah, there was not a lot to laugh at. Um, hmm. The whole thing is re- absolutely ridiculous. They went back in time and got a drummer from the Stone Age. It's a, <laughs> this is the best drummer that's ever lived. How the fuck would you know about a drummer oh in the God. Stone Age with no record? Like what? A shut up like and, the real
3: stone age not like you know no like actually
1: sorry like even before the stone age cave <laughs> days let's say cave caveman days as if they had death them. death is the them. stupidest death ever i mean that just cheapened the show even more the way the two daughters and wow. i know one of these actresses um i can't remember what netflix show series she was on but she's phenomenal She was, I mean, I think the poor girl will never work again. I think they just killed her career. Mm. I mean, it is, it's horrible. And they got all the. I mean, they got incredible actors. Everybody. You're like, oh, wow. I don't, I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know if they drugged them all. So they wouldn't remember. (laughs) I don't know. But you know
2: what? (laughs)
1: I they had better had paid well, them all enough money to never work well, again.
3: Keanu need Keanu needs the money. Uh, well, Keanu does not need the money. I should say, Alec, no, Alex really Winter do. probably does. Oh, I'm sure Alex Winter is yeah. probably desperate. Yeah, for yeah, exactly.
1: Well, good for him.
2: So. Yeah, <clears throat> <We> gotta, <clears throat> If it makes that much day.
1: money, if it makes so that
2: we money. have a winner and a loser.
1: Yes, we do. So those are my rants tonight. Uh, I'm done. All right and disgusted
2: <laughs> so now that we have that out of the way uh, we want to welcome everybody to the first part of our hair metal series tonight we are coming out of the cellar to lay it down and hopefully we won't go round and round on oh. tonight's discussion oh. Oh. as if you oh, well, can't uh, get we're talking about just think about it
1: all right so I got something for you guys. I got something for you guys. Hang on What's here. That? Hang on a minute. I'm going to play a little ditty. <laughs>
2: oh man love that song such a good song song. so there's your listeners my high school playlist for sure
1: yeah if the puns that was on many of my mixtapes many (laughs) (laughs) mad mixtape
3: no (laughs) (laughs) just kidding so before we get into that uh and it should be a great topic of discussion oh yeah uh it is, after all, metal rock and whiskey, so we do have to talk about that great brown liquid we have in our glass. Mm-hmm. So, who wants to go first with what they're drinking tonight?
1: Um, I'll go first. Sailor. Sailor.
3: Go ahead. We'll yeah, see.
1: Since I don't have the whiskey segment tonight. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm drinking a little Irish whiskey.
3: Boy, oh. Irish.
1: <laughs> One of my... Terrible um, Irish accent. Yeah, that wasn't, that
2: wasn't great. <laughs> That's okay. Apologies I mean, to our Irish listeners. Sorry. Something like I, mean, I pulled mine, my mine was
1: mine was perfect. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um so I am drinking one of my new favorite um Irish whiskies. It is the Redbreast 15 oh coming in at 92 proof right uh, 92 it you is give me
3: you just give me goosebumps
1: ah, <laughs> check out this baby it is so beautiful oh, wow. um I was a little worried because it's a higher proof level and one of the things that I love about the red breast 12 is that it's such a great sipping whiskey. It's so incredibly gentle, but just so much flavor. Like that fruit basket knocks me out Mm. every time. And I thought, oh, I hope we're not going to lose that honey and that cantaloupe um, and all that, you know, that fruit. And it's right there. I mean, it is so beautiful. the, The heat definitely does not take anything away from it. And you even... I mean I even get just a little bit more maltiness in this, which is I thought quite unusual. And um tons of green apple in here. I would say green apple is like the standout. Um, it's really, really beautiful. I am unbelievably unbelie- happy uh, with this beautiful whiskey. So uh I don't know why what that has to do with rat, but um <laughs>
3: <laughs> but hey, I like the
1: whiskey and I like rat. There like you go. To drink
3: a good whiskey while you're listening to that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Irish whiskey has um, come from the depths of extinction, you know, 30 years ago or so, 35 years ago to uh, be one of the like, most. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's your connection right there oh, to be job, right? a cate- a category that's, you know, expanding year after mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still, you know, red breast is still at the top of everything. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're talking 12, 15, 21, whatever, uh, no one's overtaken that line of whiskies as far as I'm concerned. So great no choice. and being
1: a single pot still too is just phenom it's just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, I'm absolutely in love with it. So thank you for this red breast. It's gorgeous. If you haven't tried it, go get it.
3: All right. All right. What do you think? Uh well sailors drinking Irish. I'm drinking American right Martin. now. American. Um I thought i I tried to make a connection tonight actually to rat. And I think I, I had an idea behind what I wanted to drink. I think Ed, you had mentioned at least off air, maybe a couple of weeks ago that they were actually like rat was actually charting again, you know, because yes. of their Geico mm-hmm. commercial. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I bought a bottle for like $25 a couple of weeks ago that it, uh, a large producer had made back in the day and they just reintroduced it now. And that's old tub which is bottled and bond by Jim beam. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And it's back in the limelight now. And yeah. I will go out on a limb and say that next to bookers, this is probably the best thing that they've made. Wow. I will say that. that That's funny. You number say that I
2: have here heard people refer to it as baby bookers.
3: I wouldn't go that far, but I will say that it's, right. it's number two as far as, take because I, I i'm very critical of jim beam as far as other things go mm-hmm. white label black label basil hayden which i've freaking eviscerated on the show yeah, um yeah. yeah um you know baker's here or there but next to bookers number two for me by far and this stuff for 22 dollars man it's oh, like
2: wow. you can't beat it for 22
3: rabbit it's 50 it's bottle and bond hundred proof uh if it's you got, can it's find got, it yeah well, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be in a place where we got plenty of it. But, yeah, if you can find it, pick it up. Um, it has well-balanced flavors. Y- you get your sweetness in there, but you also get like a dusty um, a dusty chalkiness to it, which doesn't sort of – it balances everything out. Um, so it's a robust whiskey, and it's freaking delicious. So fi- buy it if you can find it. Yep. I second that. I, I'm going to be looking uh, for it.
2: enjoy that one.
3: Very who
2: knows much. if I'll find it? And uh <laughs> good stuff. All right. Well, um, I am tasked with the whiskey segment tonight. Yeah. So I had to think for those of you who don't aren't familiar with this uh segment, might be new listeners, every week one of us pairs a whiskey with the topic of discussion. And tonight's topic, just as Matt said, just happens to be rat. And so I had to think of a whiskey that I would like to drink uh, along with this band. And it took me a while to think about it, to come up with it. And um, I think I came up with a perfect one, actually. Um, first, I started thinking, I want a brand of whiskey that has history this can't be a newcomer to the game like rat they've been around they've they've pretty much done it all um they're definitely not newcomers to the metal scene and rock scene um i also wanted something that was a little bit hotter than your standard whiskey uh like rat they're
1: because they're hot
2: they're a kick-ass band they're hot i mean than your average rock and roll <laughs> band out there. So uh, yeah, so I wanted got something a little, slightly higher proof. This one's coming in actually at a hundred proof or 50% ABV, if you will. And um, something else too, Rat could, the, that band could also be considered somewhat of a pioneering uh, band being one of the first in what would eventually come to be known as a hair metal genre as we we mentioned earlier. Um, And also, my bourbon is named after uh, one of bourbon's pioneers, who is credited with opening the first commercial distillery in Kentucky, which just happens to be in the town of Louisville at the time. So, and also this bourbon is one of my absolute favorites, something that I always will have in my collection, like the band rat. And my bourbon that I'm drinking is Evan Williams White Label, Bottled and Bond.
1: Nice choice.
2: So I thought that would be the perfect whiskey to go with Rat. The nose is sweet, honey, cinnamon, caramel, a bit of heat. On the palette, um, I'm getting nuttiness that I've don't remember getting before. But that's the great thing about bourbon. Sometimes you could drink something for years, then all of a sudden one day, depending on what you had for dinner or whatever, you can have a sip and like, wow, you pick out a mm-hmm. new note you didn't mm-hmm. discover before. So, yeah, great stuff. Um, something I that you can find pretty much anywhere. And it's reasonably priced too. I think the handles I can't find those in uh, Illinois, the 1.75s, but I did pick that up in Missouri for I don't know what was it, twenty two dollars or something this like ridiculous. that. Ridiculous for a 1.75 so well. for a for a mm-hmm. bourbon this good at this proof. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just unbelievable value.
3: Evan Williams is so dangerous for me because it's one of those things that I could drink outside. You know, if I I going to have a glass outside and then before you know it you're like halfway through the bottle and it's yes. like, "Oh shit, I got I got things to do today." Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep, that's <laughs> yep, yeah. an easy drinker. I feel yeah. the same yeah. way. Yeah.
2: And it's yeah. priced
1: so in inic- like we used to grab a couple bottles at a time and be like, "Ah, it's so cheap, grab a couple." And then that's just again, same thing, it's dangerous. so I I, I just mm-hmm. have to keep one bottle in the house and just calm down, slow down. <laughs> I really like that. So it's an excellent choice. I wouldn't have thought of it. So, great yeah, Unless, job, unless
3: you're unless you're the mayor, of course. And the mayor, you know.
1: Well, the mayor, yeah. <laughs> the mayor, yeah.
3: Yeah, we love the mayor here. The mayor's a
4: big
1: fan. <laughs> um, before we move on to the main discussion, I forgot to mention something. There's a lot going on right now. Let's face it. Um, last night, have you guys been keeping up with these verses?
2: with these no. verses, mm-hmm.
4: verses,
1: verses. no i take it that as a no. <laughs> no, a
3: no they're
1: staring at me like what the hell are you talking about
3: like like bible verses or no like... <laughs> yeah
1: yes yeah. so have you been keeping uh, up with your bible verses lord have mercy because <laughs> sailors definitely the one to be talking about fucking bible verses no offense to all the christians listening <laughs> at all um no they're okay so it's it's a virtual event, and the first one that I don't know if it's the first one that I heard about was Brandy versus Monica.
3: Oh, like versus like V S dot like period like yes. versus. Okay, yes.
2: yes.
3: Is this and like then, ce- celebrity death match back in the day?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no one. Yes. Oh no.
3: man. No.
1: So last night was um, Patty Labelle and Gladys Knight.
4: Oh. Okay. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah so um i we we were coming back from seattle and we raced home and i was like i gotta make some soul food for this we had we got a bottle of champagne and i do not like champagne but that's what patty drinks she always has to have a bottle in her dressing room um i was gonna wear my favorite wig and my best heels because that's also a patty thing and i i didn't get around to it but um so it was incredible we were screaming at the people who produced it the whole time. It's live. And uh, you can watch it on Instagram or Apple Music. Um, and I think that was it. So it's streaming. Um, the sound guy, I'm pretty sure. Well, Patty said she was going to cut him on the show. Uh, and the teleprompter guy. So they're they're probably... We'll, we'll do a mm. poor one out for those guys. They're probably dead somewhere. But um, <laughs> at the end... Um, Dion Warwick came out to sing their very famous song that they all recorded together, which was Superwoman. Oh, and, I thought uh, you were going to say wow. That's
2: What Friends Are For.
1: They did do <laughs> That's What Friends Are For. I think they did it before Dion came out, right? Or did they do it together? I can't remember. We had a lot of champagne. Um, but it was, it was incredible. It's such a fantastic concept. It was a really great, um, it was really great to like take you out of what, Uh, what's going on right now everywhere in the world and the insanity was such a it it was obviously these two ladies they're in their god i can't they're 76 and 77 i mean i hope i look and sound and i'm not put together at that age um but just it was just like your two aunties sitting there talking about the old days And, um, it was just, it was so, it was just so great. So I just wanted to mention that definitely, um, look it up. It should be, I'm assuming it's on, um, IGTV. It should, I'm assuming it would be on YouTube now. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. So uh, I don't know who they're doing next. I can't wait to find out.
3: That's awesome. uh, There's There's a show like that I've seen, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, with actors and it's actors that interview other actors about their careers and stuff like that. It's just, it's just the two of them in a room and they Mm -hmm. talk about their careers and Mm -hmm. the highlights and the lowlights. Great stuff. But I, I feel like you were a team Patty that whole time though.
1: I mean, if, if you put two of them together on a stage, Patty's going to out sing Gladys for sure. However, Gladys, I would say Gladys took the night. I mean, Patty's a personality. No right? pun intended. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patty's great, got Man. a bigger yeah. person. Patty is Patty, you know. Um, And if you've ever seen the guy, uh, we, I think we talked about this a long time ago. The guy who tasted the Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie. Do you remember that video? It, he went viral on YouTube. So he's like, I'm y'all. I'm going to taste this. Patty LaBelle pie. Patty, this better be good. And he's eating and he's like, oh my god, Patty! And he kept his thumb. He's like, you take a bite. Patty! Patty! And then he starts singing, on my own. But he could sing. Oh my god. And so uh, uh, that he was hilarious, first of all. Kept screaming, Patty! But then him singing out was like, holy shit, that sounds like Patty LaBelle. So she found out he, he ended up on the Ellen show with her and then had like went to her house and she made dinner for him and they sang together and it was incredible. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's just an incredible personality. I don't know if you guys know, she's, like, notorious for ki- for wearing these, like, killer high heels and then kicking them off in the middle of, like, getting down on a song. She did the kickoff last night. We all screamed. It was amazing. And she had a backup <laughs> pair of shoes. She's always got extra shoes. Um, and then she flaps her wings, it's called. She does oh the, God. like, this when she – it's – but, I mean, her voice is, will blow you away, you know? Oh,
2: sure. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean – Gladys last night was getting down. I mean, they're basically like karaokeing, which is kind of weird, but I don't know. There's a few problems with it last night. But um, yeah, it was incredible. I mean, they're both first of all, you can't pick one or the other in something like that. You know, there's there's no winner or loser. They're just both so incredible. And then when Dion came out, I was like, Oh my god, this is everything. That was it. I was done. We'll have
3: to we'll have to get into your hate for champagne later.
1: Oh, there's Uh, a lot of hate for it. We'll do
3: it. We'll do a metal rock and bubbly or something. (laughs) You want me
1: puking (laughs) on camera now? Great. Okay. I'll make sure I fill up my stomach.
2: (laughs) April 1st is a ways away. You see, (laughs) plenty of time to. uh...
1: Gross. Okay. On that note, let me tell you something. We're going to listen to a bit of music because so now I'm thinking about vomiting for some reason before we get into our main subject tonight. So shut up and listen.
0: You take the midnight
4: subway train. You call on all shots. You strip the lightning. You're in love.
0: I'm only living to have fun. If you want to use me, take me home tonight. I'll make you wish that you were mine. If you're
2: struck by You're in love. Awesome. awesome. Another
1: killer one from Rat. So, all right, mm-hmm. let's get into this subject. Let's get into the topic. Let's get going. Let's do it. All right. So if you've not figured it out already, duh, we're talking about one of my personal favorite and Ed's favorite 80s hair metal bands, Rat. Uh, Before we get into their history and discussing the albums, I wanna discuss their category designation, so to speak. And if anybody wants to fight me on this, uh, put on your boxing gloves, motherfuckers. So there are too many instances of Rat being listed as glam metal, and I will climb this hill, I will fight, and I will not be the one dying on it, okay? Definition state that hair metal falls under the category of glam metal. Hell no, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Here's why. Quiet Riot, Dokken, Twisted Sister, Def Leppard, Skid Row. Not glam metal. Okay? Glam metal. Motley Crue, Poison, Striper, Faster Pussycat, Britney Fox, Cinderella. So, rat is a Hairband, the end. Are we good?
3: Agreed. Uh, no argument like for that- me. Could I put on one boxing glove?
1: Oh, come, come on! Just
3: want no, 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 no. It's 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 no. We are interested in all perspectives here. It's nothing. It's nothing against against what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Truth be told, but (laughs) but maybe it's my it's it's how I define glam versus hair. So okay. To me, just just to me, okay,
4: mm-hmm.
3: hair metal bands are a little more dangerous in their music. So for me, Quiet Riot fits that. Rat fits that, yes. But also Motley Crue fits that also. Like, I don't consider Motley glam metal.
1: Oh, they are the okay? epitome of like glam sh- metal. Like
3: Striper, yes. Poison, yes. Um, I would flip Def to glam. But that's just me. Um deaf leopard. Def leopard? Is
1: not cl- they never oh, even
3: wore they're not even
2: dipping their toes in the same
1: Not pool even close. Like
3: like right. Not even oh close. God. Not even close. All right. All right. Absolutely not. Listeners. No. Go back to our Def Leppard no. episode to see how I feel about that band. But anyway, we
1: already know. But that doesn't yeah. mean yeah. that it belongs in the wrong category. They have nothing to do with glam. They weren't into looking um, androgynous and girlish. They weren't into the makeup. They weren't into um, showboating and the outfits and the strutting so to me it, and the posturing. To me it, goes,
3: it, to me, it goes more. It goes past the look. To a certain way you carry yourself and all that stuff that goes past their look. It's all about the look. It's all all
1: about the look. That's what it was. So, hair metal just meant that they were dudes with big long hair. That's hair metal, right? Okay. So, if you want to, like, so technically, Metallica could have been hair metal, you know, but they're thrash metal, but you could have called them hair metal at the time. Yeah. Truly. But when, when the, the the difference, if you look at and think about Poison, Motley Crue, Cinderella, it's just very much, it's much more about the looks. It's much more about the prancing. It's much more about the whole, um, they're, they're creating an atmosphere and it's this whole showboating and production. And the other guys are really just playing fucking rock. You know, they're just rocking the fuck out. I mean, yeah, they they they're looking good and they like the ladies and they're going to kind of, you know... Uh, In in that respect, they're very much alike, but it's much more just dudes with big and long hair and, you know, Twisted Sister was very costumey, but that, again, completely different than what glam turned out to mean.
3: And I always felt, and I think I said this on our Quiet Riot episode, too, that I felt that they were, for me anyway, they were kind of an outlier because I felt like they were always more, a little bit more heavy metal. Than all of the other, they're all they're um, contemporaries here. Oh, sure, like yeah. you have
1: to understand too. Like we talked about in the Def Leppard episode, heavy metal and hair metal were kind of the same thing at the time. At this
3: time, yes. At the and, time, and time and they that, were, yeah.
1: and we're talking about your origins, and that's what gives you that designation, right? So, um, you know, ha- like for most of your career, were what what was your like Pantera? we're not going to call them a glam metal band even though the the pictures we uncovered were absolutely <laughs> hilarious um because the majority of their career they were just a hard rock band hilarious
3: right? or horrifying metal
1: band of <laughs> well, both a little of both
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah um
1: yeah so i mean for all intents and purposes you could say quiet riot is just a heavy metal band or you could say they're a hair metal band later on as you know the mötley Crue's and the poisons kind of came in and started their whole thing is when you saw the split with heavy metal thrash metal versus glam and hair metal and that's when you had the you know um, oh yeah fuck those bands only listen to heavy metal those guys fucking suck because they saw them called hair metal somewhere shame, which is a shame you know but then that's when that split and divide started to happen
3: alright you've beat me back down I'm retreating right now from the hill that you've claimed <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. I made my half ass push to take the hill. And...
1: <laughs> Get back on <En> guard. <laughs> All right. Let's Tushin. talk about the band now that we got that out of the way.
3: All right. So, Rat formed in 1977
0: in
1: San Diego as Mickey
3: Rat. <laughs>
2: Mickey Rat, Rat. Yo. Mickey I love Rat. that. Yo. sounds like a mob enforcer. Yeah,
1: mob he's the enforcer, guy.
2: Yeah.
3: He's the guy
1: that's gonna come break your leg. Listen, we got a guy. You don't pay us on time, you're gonna get a visit from Mickey Rat. He's gonna break your legs. You're gonna <laughs> or like Mickey
3: it. or like Mickey Mouse's, <laughs> you know, like they tried to they tried to go chitty, with him first. Cousin, yeah.
1: his strung exactly, out cousin. Yeah. He's not a mouse. Yeah. He's a rat.
3: It's like you see him at a bar and like you know <laughs> somewhere, and you're like, yeah, you know, you might know my brother Mickey Mouse, you know. Got all the fun. All right, we're gonna we're done. All right. <laughs> so the band $5 time.
1: handies in the bathroom with the back of the bar.
3: <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. So did he have three? Did he have three fingers like his brother? making? <laughs> mouse?
1: Oh, I don't know. He's a rat, not a mouse. You oh, know.
3: okay. Oh, all right.
1: More, they have more fingers.
3: So the band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At the time, was lead vocalist and guitarist Stephen Piercy, uh, lead guitarist Chris Hager, bassist Tim Garcia, and drummer Bob Eisenberg. So in 1982, Rack created what's known as its classic lineup of Piercy, new lead vocalist Warren DeMartini, uh, guitarist. guitarist. I'm sorry, lead guitarist Warren of the Martini, uh, new rhythm guitarist Robin Crosby, no, and new leaving. bassist. No. Uh, and new bassist Juan Crozier. And drummer, and uh, new drummer uh, Bobby Blotzer.
1: <laughs> just to tie it up there. Just, Bobby <laughs> Blotzer.
3: <dead> Bobby, Bobby <laughs> Blotzer. And like the majority of bands that we've discussed throughout the years on this show, obviously, a lot of changes would plague the band for its entire lifetime. Still no one touches death, but still. Um, we've we've seen funded? some. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, yeah, but a lot
2: of, a lot of turnover yeah. yeah A lot of turnover, a lot of drugs yes. But anyway The band released its self-titled album independently in 1983 which led to a major label contract with Atlantic Records uh, This original EP sold over 100,000 copies and that's kind of insane for a self-release But um, Especially since they weren't getting all the big promotion and everything else. I know they did have a following in the uh, on the L.A. club scene. I know that. Um, but the band's popularity grew playing the club circuit in L.A. and Hollywood. And they even managed to get a radio hit with their first single, uh, You Think You're Tough.
1: Yeah, you think you're tough. 100,000 records for an independent EP is fucking bonkers. Even for today's standards. That's crazy. Okay, so they get signed to Atlantic, they immediately begin writing, it's March of 1984, and they hand Atlantic out of the cellar as a result of their work. Dude, (laughs) what a way to come out of the gates. This album was a hit with fans and critics. It got tons of airplay. The song Round and Round received heavy, the video for Round and Round received heavy rotation on MTV. I mean, heavy rotation.
4: Um.
1: And you could tell, you know, in their music, you could hear the influences of Van Halen, Aerosmith, Judas Priest. I mean, which was just so of the time and so perfect um, to incorporate those sounds in 1984. It was everything everybody was looking for.
2: And I will say, though, that these old music videos, they do not hold up as well
3: (laughs) as the music (laughs)
1: does.
3: (laughs) Nor do the album covers. Let's just say that now. uh, (laughs) <laughs> except for one I will be just dis- we'll hold
1: be on talking about. hold on let's yeah. hold on I have something for you guys let's look at this album cover shall we because I, I have it right here for us if you'd like to see it
3: let's see it go ahead
1: okay let's figure out how to share my screen there we go okay now let's see we've got um, a chick
2: not on- just a chick Tawny Katane, <laughs> Tawny
1: Katane. sorry yes <laughs> Yes, that Tawny Katane who I think slept with everybody from in the <laughs> white snake videos. <laughs> yes. Um, so she's on her knees. Um, and there's smoke in for her face, and her she's in a skimpy dress that's all cut up, and she's got her big hair. And uh, yeah, that's she's
2: crawling out of the cellar.
1: She's crawling out of the cellar on her hands and knees to come for you. And as a teenage boy, you're like, yes, it could happen. It's possible. That's who that album cover <laughs> I, was I had for. no
3: idea that was her, but now I do. Wow, that's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I thought everybody knew that, but yes. No, it's all right.
3: It's, it's cool. I mean, Ed jumped on that right away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we'll, we'll check out the album covers as we hit all the albums. <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, despite the success, strangely, Round & Round only peaked at number 12 on the U.S. Billboard charts which is amazing for her first album, but it's surprising they didn't chart higher because the album went platinum many times over in the U.S. As we know, platinum is a million copies sold. Um, they would go on to play a world tour that sold out stadiums and arenas worldwide. And, uh, you know, by the way, if everyone remembers VH1, <laughs>
2: round and round Video scored...
3: one Yes. Score number 61 on the greatest hard rock song show. Uh, that's
1: pretty amazing actually
3: it is it is amazing greatest
1: hard rock (laughs) songs of all time that's pretty that's pretty impressive
3: i would agree i would agree
1: yeah
3: um now let's go back to
1: 1984 yeah what was that year
3: now what a great fucking year because i was first of all i mean (laughs) i mean i was born (laughs) i mean first of all let's just say say no
1: more say no more show that
3: is is a year we have that is a year we have touched on. I feel like in 85% of our shows, one yeah, okay. way or another yeah, I four think seems one, to come up two, quite three, often. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so ride the lightning. I mean, consensus here,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, born in the USA, which Taking we might over talk over
1: the charts. Yes. Totally. Which we might,
3: which we might talk about in a future live episode that we've been plugging. Yes. yes. Um, purple rain, obviously, mm-hmm. which we just talked about, uh, you know uh iron man yeah van halen's 1984 you know great use of synth as we've talked about ad nauseum um <laughs> iron man's power slave
4: mm-hmm.
0: great
3: stuff uh and tina turner's private dancer which we have not talked about surprisingly
1: we have not but it was dominating yes. the charts that's why I, I,
3: and a little little
2: was. album from uh one of the members of jackson five i believe
1: yes Michael, We always talk about his album on every... like. It's like every show. Oh, and a Michael Jackson album was on the charts.
3: Wait, forgive um, me if I'm wrong, but what did he drop in 84? Because Thriller was 82. Thriller? Nope. No, Thriller was 82, bro. We're in 84 now.
1: Wait. What did he hold on.
3: Oh, uh, you know what?
1: Yeah, it's 82. Oh, you got 80,
2: me. 84. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Is bad in 84? Is that I'm later the, on? I'm the senile one here.
1: I'm the senile one. Michael Jackson's dad was, um, uh, I don't think so. And that was 87. Oh yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. That was 87.
3: Sorry. And you're right. I stand corrected, but regardless, it is a monumental year for music. Monumental. So perhaps that
1: contributed (laughs) to why it only peaked at number 12 is kind of my thinking because it was such a popular, you know, Everybody was listening to that song. Everybody had the album. It was huge. If you were there, you remember it. Whether you liked them or not, you remember it.
2: Yep. So anyway, next up in 1985, they released an album called Invasion of Your Privacy, which peaked at number seven on the U.S. Billboard charts. The two big hits on this album were the one Sailor just played for you, You're in Love and Lay It Down again it was received with positive reviews by uh, critics and fans and although it didn't receive the same success as out of the seller, um, it did uh, reach double platinum and uh, remains highly regarded amongst uh, hardcore rat fans
1: So speaking of album covers we have uh, we have this little ditty uh, how do I zoom in on this thing the frig here we go there you go. There we go. Um, okay. So you have again a chick, not Tawny Katane. And uh, she's in her boudoir and she is putting socks on. Not really I sure guess. I
2: get. Um, yeah. Now, this was the album cover that got my attention.
1: Is it this- <laughs> okay? She's in her undies um, and just like a little tank top. But is the point that Invasion of Your Privacy that like, like it's voyeuristic, like someone's looking in on her because otherwise the scene makes no fucking sense.
3: Well, it doesn't seem like she cares that someone's looking in on her. Well, obviously. Obviously yes.
1: she likes it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So that's yeah. yeah and I, once again, another album cover that does not stay on the test of time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, okay. A couple months after the album release, the band releases a home video called Rat the Video and it features <laughs> Uh, the music videos from their EP and Out of, out of the Seller and Invasion of Your Privacy. So, um, it was the first commercially available music video to achieve gold status in the U.S. and then reached platinum. This was everybody had this, everybody traded it for the longest time. This was, I remember, this was everything. Um, and by the way. The lady on the cover was a Playboy model. And, um, I mean, you know, it's 1984, why not? So this is obviously a trend throughout the 80s. Um, But because of this cover, um, they, the asshats at uh, Parents Music Resource Center used this as an example of Naughty Naughty album covers at a congressional hearing dealing with parental advisory advisory labels. Fucking idiots. Like, if you look at it now, just get the fuck out of here. Like, come on.
3: Yeah. Seriously. Man. What? They they seriously had their work cut out for them in the 80s between religious (laughs) overtones and- Seriously. sexual overtones yes. and it's just
1: well that's i mean we were the
3: covers and this you know we it's were
1: like, i i feel like we were picking up the we, we took the the baton from the 60s and said we're going we're going to continue to fight against these bullshit made up social standards these puritan um you know values that are being in being forced down everyone's throats and the censorship. It was bullshit. And I that was the beginning of it for sure. I mean, I think it's always a pendulum. So you're gonna swing from the left, you know, all the way to the left, all the way to the right, and then you'll find your center somehow. But it needed to happen, man. You know, can you imagine today like a chick sitting like like that album cover being like, oh my God, clutched my pearls. People <laughs> would be like, get the fuck out of here. You know, so you so see more suggestive on stuff
3: on Instagram
1: you see more suggestions stuff on a serial commercial
4: let's be but, real
3: but at the same time and this this could be another tangent into a different topic but do people take album covers as seriously as they did back in the day cuz no, i mean as far true. as when you, when you, in the 80s you're going to a store you're buying an yep. album you're buying a cd yep. and that was all part of the experience the yep. album um, yeah. artwork, you open it up, you look at the track listing, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as it was when it's on your phone. no nope. you know, upload it to your car. you know it's not the same.
2: Yeah. yeah, nowadays, you may not even realize know what the artwork is until you buy it, you know, and so you download the song because you know about the song, you've heard it, you want it, want the album, so you download the album and then you see the artwork. Oh, that's
3: exactly. Cool.
1: <laughs> I don't even do that because i I'll buy it to support the artist and then I just stream it, so I don't even look at it. So I just it, I don't know I just stream it so yeah no it's not as important but I think the point is that it was just another part of the work right um and the you know it was it was it was just part of the work to fight censorship and to fight these um, bullshit moral quote unquote standards that um, that are, they're just it's just ridiculous art is art let everybody choose for themselves. That's my rant. Let's listen to some music. (laughs) Shall we? (laughs) All right. So let's listen to this little guy. This is one of my favorites.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: it's uh, probably one of my top five favorite rat songs right there
1: that's body talk so much and i feel like it's such a great example of like yes they were easy to listen to yes you could call them pop metal at the time but they're still hard as fuck that's i mean that song is such a great example you know i think they're just i don't know i think they had all the perfect ingredients to be a classic 80s metal band
2: they were just like some of those songs i you listen to they just like if they could have taken it a step or two further they could have been treading into thrash metal territory
1: yes oh yeah that was talked about a lot in the reviews i mean they would have had to change their whole persona of course right yeah but they they had that they had the chops Hands oh, down. they could have if they, they had, had wanted the musicality. To. They had the writing skills and they had the chops and they experimented a little bit and would they would kind of drift that way and then pull back and drift mm-hmm. that way and pull back. It would have been interesting, though, to see to see them go that route. Mm. Three or four
3: five steps. Yeah, mm. I could. Well, mm. All right. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But anyway, uh, their next release was called Dancing Undercover. Okay. So sinister, so seductive.
1: Okay, so what do you think this album cover is going to look like?
2: This album cover. This is. I love this album cover. This is probably my favorite.
1: I. This is definitely my favorite. But I was not expecting this. Right. I
2: think that maybe they're trying to be taken more seriously as artists.
1: I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. This is a great album cover.
3: See, I could have, if you if you had flipped the the um, last album cover, "Invasion of Your Privacy," with this one, I think it would have made more sense. Dancing undercover, got the woman in the bedroom wasn't dancing. But I'm I'm just saying,
1: she has to be dancing. I love ah. how. I love how Steven Peercy has a cigarette in his hand. (laughs) That's like,
2: you're
3: like, ah, just take the picture. Come on. It's like
1: so close to burning his (laughs) fingers.
3: The Lead singer always has a standout no matter what, man. He's got to be doing something different. He's the only one who's not looking at the
2: camera. He's
1: Doesn't need to look at the camera because the camera is looking at him. Okay. That's how (laughs) that works. When you're the lead singer
3: to say there's a lot of subliminal shit in that freaking album cover right there oh
1: totally totally like this yeah. guy right here hey you looking at me what you looking at <laughs> do I amuse you <laughs> my hippie you amusement
2: I think that's uh oh what's his face oh okay. that Bobby Blotzer
3: I think. <laughs>
1: Bobby <laughs> Blotzer <laughs> I'm Bobby Blotzer
3: yeah Follow the drummer the- always. the drummer always <laughs> has to look the most hard ass of everybody of you know yeah <laughs> Okay. Could be wrong, but
1: anyway. Where are we at in our story now? Okay, undercover, boom. Who knows? Yeah. Continue Matt. That was
3: September of eighty six. I was two years old. But the album was a (laughs) overall the album was a disappointment with most music critics. I might agree with them. We'll find out. All right. At the time of its (laughs) release, however the fans have a
1: heart attack over there.
3: (laughs) However, the fans disagreed. The album kept rat string of consecutive platinum albums alive. Yeah. Popular tracks were Dance, the opening track, and Slip of the Lip.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes.
1: And then uh, the,
3: the hit song Body Talk was featured on the soundtrack for the 1986 Eddie Murphy film The Golden Child.
1: Hang on, hang on. I I, I, I want the knife. Sorry, I
3: had to do it. <laughs> I will say, if you're,
1: you're a Golden Child fan, you know, you know what. You I can ev- you
3: can eviscerate me for this, but I have not seen that movie.
2: I've seen it, but I what? haven't seen it since I thought on saw it in the theater when it first it was first
3: released. It's been that long,
1: Matt. You just broke my heart. I can feel it. I'm, I'm sorry. Bleeding inside. I'm sorry. Oh my god.
3: Like 80s Murphy for me is Coming to America, and I really haven't seen anything else. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop. Guess we're all the same time. What is he, Golden yeah. Child. I haven't seen golden child right in there with
0: classic
3: 48 hours I've seen, but not this one. Fuck you know? all
1: that. That's all. Well, you're garbage. missing it.
3: You gotta watch it.
1: Golden Child. I'm telling fuck. you. That's how good it is.
3: Fuck coming to America, really?
1: Okay, not fuck coming to America. Fuck all okay, yeah. the other one. <laughs> golden Child comes first. It's coming to America, then Golden Child, then everything else he's ever done. Okay, okay. Fair End of story.
3: I will watch it. Okay, that's my homework. watch
1: homework. We will as your right. homework. And then we will reconvene and we will discuss. Fair enough. Okay.
3: All right. So again, they won on a world tour. This time they took poison with them. Um, Yes. Poison. Remember that rat poison tour?
1: I do remember that tour very, very well. I was there.
3: (laughs) But, but. It would not be rat poison for the ticket sales. As it would be one of the highest grossing tours of 1987. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, that was
3: another one of my favorite bands of that. Doesn't high that seem to lawyer. be a dead year for, for rock and movies? I feel 87 is kind of like no. that. Like a, like a void in time. No. What? 87 for music? I can't think of anything 87 like in, in 87 that came out that was anything.
2: Def Leppard Hysteria?
1: Important. There are well. so many. Come on. Okay, you've got Sign of the Times by Prince. Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. Joshua Tree from U2. Document from REM, Sister from Sonic Youth, Hysteria, Def Leopard. I mean, there were t- I mean tons, 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 and then shit, tons of movies
2: All too.
1: Right. All right. Did
2: I? Matt was only yeah. three years old back then, so you got to <laughs> give
3: my break. What were the first three right. bands you named? u two, REM, and what was the other one? Seriously. Come on.
1: Listen, You too was one of the biggest
3: bands, bands on the planet. At, right on,
1: literally on the planet. Okay. Also, 19- 1987 okay. was the year of Lost Boys. Okay. Moment of silence right. to respect. Hang on.
3: All right. Yes.
1: Saxophone man. <laughs> yes. Respect.
3: All right. Saxophone man aside. Then,
1: full metal jacket. Fucking right. uh, full right. metal okay. jacket.
3: Okay. Okay. You it got me there. Okay.
1: Babysitting. Can't buy me love. Do you all want right. me to continue?
3: Forget about the movies because I forgot about Full Metal Jacket. Okay, <laughs> but uh, which is Kubrick, which is by far there will no where there'll be never Princess anybody bride, in history that makes her movies like predator, he
1: does. Predator, 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 right. Princess, oh, bride,
4: predator. Right, Princess Bride, Dirty Dancing, bride. Okay.
1: Spaceballs, <laughs> Spaceballs,
4: <laughs>
3: Dude, Mannequin.
1: <she> is- <laughs> anybody? I'm kidding. I'm I'm totally kidding.
3: She's disemboweling me on like live on YouTube right now. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck, man? Jesus Listen, Christ. The top full of the Metal
1: jacks Full Metal Jacket, Princess Bride, Lost okay, but Boys.
3: All right, let me go back to you two. Like 104 fucking episodes of the show and you've never mentioned you two ever.
1: Um, <laughs> no, the only reason I'm mentioning them is they legitimately, in 1987, it, they were the most popular anything right, on the planet. Yeah.
4: Joshua Other Tree, than Michael right? Jackson. Yeah. I
1: mean, liter- it, it was ridiculous. So you also had... You, I mean, the amount of albums that came out, please, in nineteen eighty-seven. Okay, okay, okay. White sna- like we could go on forever.
3: Sailor, sailor, okay. you win, you won. Okay, okay. What do I win? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'll think about it and get back the to show,
3: you. <laughs> the show is built. The show is built on battles, and it's not even a it's not it's
2: not even a contest anymore <laughs> we have battles within our battles <laughs> yeah
1: and, and and then battles it's not inside a battle when
2: i get fucking destroyed
1: <laughs> you just forgot about all those amazing releases i did like you're, you're
3: killing me like you're, like, you're, it was you're, a you're
1: dead year. Like, I'm like mm.
3: saying spa- like space ball just like i just the floor, <laughs> and predator? The, floor, the floor dropped out from underneath me like for real <laughs>
1: So just right. so you know, for future reference, pretty much until 1989, every year there's the most awesome shit released in music and movies. So that's just just to help you out there. Truly. It's true. Okay. Shall we continue?
3: Sure. Are we good, Matt? Do sure. you want to continue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just click my mute button. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so we know they go on to be a famous hair metal band and they sort of rode a slow decline just as many of their counterparts did um, later on. But here's the thing. Okay, so as of this year, Rat really hasn't had a hit since almost 30 years, right? However, a little company had a little commercial and decided to use... Rat in the commercial and their song, round and round. And because of that little company and little commercial, they are fucking charting again almost thirty years later. And that would be the Geico commercial. Uh, and the premises, new homeowners uh, are telling their Geico adjuster, "We have a rat problem." And they <laughs> show downstairs, and it's the band rat, the not cellar. actual rat. <laughs> it is. I mean, fucking hysterical. So funny. So they hit number eighteen on the charts in June. <laughs> That's like that.
3: crazy.
4: Unbelievable. <laughs> Love it.
1: So, um, so you guys, before even before it's commercial, they're they're back together. They're writing new material. Um, they had begun touring before the pandemic, and then Stephen had a knee. He had like blown out. I don't know if it was both or one of his knees and they had to stop touring, but it was just in time for the pandemic. So, um, but they're, they're, they're in the studio. They're supposed to be coming out with a new album. Um, I just wanted to give you a little bit of tidbit on, uh, Steven piercey because, I've always found him to be an interesting and kind of enigmatic uh, character. So, okay. He wanted to be a race car driver when he was a kid, but I mean, seriously, he was really, really serious about it. He didn't have an interest in music um, and he definitely didn't have a professional music career in his sights. But then in 1970, when he was 14 years old, he was hit by a car while he was riding his bike and it was a really serious accident. He was in the hospital for six months months. So, um, at some point in his, uh, time at the hospital, someone gave him an acoustic guitar and, uh, that, that must've been it for him. So when he left the hospital, he was determined music was it for him. And that, that was the end. So he creates the band. His first band was fire dome. And, um, you know, it's history from there. So he did write a book in 2014, and it's uh, titled Sex, Drugs, and Rat and Roll, of course. Now, here's what I'm going to say about that. Um, it's definitely – he's, he's, you know, pun intended, a wide-open book. Um, he doesn't hold back much. However, um, before I read any excerpts from it, I wanted to read reviews. And here's how the reviews go. So <laughs> – if you are a man who um, wanted, dreamt of a life like that, if you are a man that wanted nothing but blowjobs while you're snorting cocaine as a rock star, you're going to love the book. How it's any different from any other rock star's book with the same tones, I don't know. Um, If that's not really the most interesting part of the story, you're probably not going to like the book. Uh, So I found that reviews were very much different between the two sexes. And most of the guys interviewing um, Stephen for the book were like, oh, man, I actually saw you when I was a teenager like several times in in Hollywood. And oh, God, like, do you get sick of all the blowjobs? And I'm reading this. I'm like, are you a fucking journalist? Get out of here. What the hell? What a thing to ask somebody. It's ridiculous on so many levels. Um, because who's going to say they're sick of blowjobs? But that's not my point. Um, they, you know, it's a lot, a lot, a lot about drugs. And sadly, the band lost one of their integral members really, his partner in the band to drug overdose. Um, they lost someone to AIDS, just really heartbreaking, you know. Um, so I wouldn't, I would say, like, if you want to go down the rat hole, <laughs>
4: <laughs> get the book.
1: Thank you. You can you can get it for really cheap now, by the way. Um, but it it's it, I'm just prefacing like what the content is, just so you guys know. That's yeah. all. That was my intention. Gotcha. So, um, all right. We have a battle to do, you guys. I, oh, I didn't even you. remember that that was the fucking point of the show. So we're doing a three way, guys.
4: <laughs> there has
1: to be like a lot of sex puns tonight because that was the whole band's thing. <laughs> totally the whole band's thing. Um, okay. So we're going to battle, go figure. I'm sure you guys have like guessed already out of the cellar from 1984. Dancing Undercover from '85, and invasion of your privacy from '86. We can only you choose
2: two of those around. What I do? Uh, I invasion of your privacy this. was '85. Uh, Dancing Under- Undercover Cover. was '86. Sorry
1: about that. Yep. Okay, so um, okay, only one album can reign supreme. Typically, what we do is. Eliminate one album and then battle the two against each other. Uh, do you feel like that's what we want to do tonight, guys?
2: I think for me that's fairly easy to do. Okay, sure. Cool. And do well, and we'll start with we'll you, Ed. Start with our our start with my number three. Okay, and if we all in agreement, then uh, I'm gonna drop it. Um, out of all the three of these albums, two of them I'm having have was having the hardest time choosing between the two. The third was kind of obvious. Mm-hmm um invasion of your privacy in 1985 is definitely my least favorite of the three even though it has two of my favorite songs on there you're in love and lay it down um the rest of the songs on there they're let me i don't want to sell them short there are some great songs on here um i mean they even dabble with ballads on here a little bit and like closer to my heart um But that's to me. That's not Rat's strong suit. Um, But uh, yeah, all for all, I I I do like the album. But I think it's a couple of love notches below the other two. So that's the one I would eliminate right away. um, Hmm. Okay. So
1: Ed, you want to eliminate Invasion of Your Privacy? Yes. Okay, Matt. So,
3: <clears throat> I'm not in agreement with Ed. Hmm. Um, oh! I'm
1: not. Yeah,
3: that'd be good. Yeah, so, uh, without talking too much about um, Invasion of Your Privacy, I will say my least favorite is the third release of this trio, which will be Dancing Undercover. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it goes back to how I feel about a lot of the bands this time in the same genre, um, and that the third is usually, like I said, strike three. So you strike out. So I'll leave it at that.
1: So you're eliminating Dancing I'm eliminating.
3: Yes, I am. I'm keeping the other interesting. two. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay.
1: So, Dancing Undercover has the song Dance on it, Slip of the Lip, and Body Talk, and Take a Chance. These are four of their best songs I've ever written. Certainly, Dance and Body Talk. Two of the best songs I've ever written. I know Round and Round is the most popular, but the musicality, the production value, the arrangements, just fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. They have so much meat to them. I feel like they, I feel like in Dancing Undercover, they had really come into their own and they just hit their stride. Um, so I'm not eliminating that. Invasion of your privacy, you're in love and lay it down are two of their most kick-ass songs. There's no way I can eliminate, and you should know by now. Like there's no you're in love and lay it down. There's no fucking way I can eliminate them. Um Then you have Out of the Cellar. The only two songs that I really think are great, not good, because I think the whole album is good. I really, truly like the whole album. But Round and Round and Back for More are the only great songs on the album. However, if I put them up against You're in Love, Lay It Down, Dance, Slip of the Lip, Body Talk, they do not do it for me. Up against them. So I have to eliminate out of the cellar.
0: Wow. <laughs> Dude, okay.
3: Awesome. You guys,
1: we did not plan this. <laughs> <So>. Awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, this, this is, is what the show right. is all about. Oh,
3: man. This is awesome.
1: So I don't know what the fuck Things we're going to do getting now. interesting. <laughs> Someone all is right, going to so have we, to move camps.
2: Okay. Well, not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. Two of us could agree on one.
1: Of the best out. Al- okay, fine. Then yeah. we're gonna yeah, have to go for sure the, yeah. okay,
2: so well, the best album. Okay, so how do you want to approach this? The come just c- compare our other two and then say which one we like better. Which no, is our number one. Just go for pick? your number All one right. album. So, out of to <laughs> me, out of the cellar and dancing undercover are both complete albums. Um, but I was went through the track listing. I'm gonna say, okay, I kept going back and forth between these two. This is like trying to pick between two of my children, which one I liked better, Um, you know, to you overuse a cliche. Um, Then I said, okay, I'm going to list which out which songs I think are the hits out of the cellar. I think the hits are Wanted Man, You're in Trouble, Round and Round and Back for More. Those are the standout hits. The other. Those are what I call the top shelf songs. The other ones are all mid shelf. There are no bottom shelf songs on this album at all. Then I went to Dancing Undercover. To me, every single track on this song is a hit. I would not eliminate any of these songs on this album. And to me, it's one of the most complete albums I have in my collection. This was my first uh, Rat album I ever owned. I've probably listened to this album more than any other Rat album and I always would listen to it from front to back, beginning to end. I never skipped over any of these tracks. It was always a complete listen every time I put it on and I still feel it's worthy of that today. So I'm going Dancing Undercover all the way.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> This is fun, man.
2: All
3: right, so, all right. So um, let's
1: just let's just hold on a second. So Ed has chosen "1986 Dancing Undercover," which Matt eliminated, just yes. so everybody knows. Yes. Okay.
3: Um, as iconic as "Out of the Cellar" is, which we all agree on. Yeah. Um, I mean, round and rounds in the charts again. The pedigree is there for me. And I got to broaden this a little bit because my hang up on a lot of bands of the similar ilk is the lack of musical progression from album to album. So for me, I eliminated dancing undercover because it was the third of a trio of albums. Um, that I thought they just copied and pasted a lot of stuff on that album. So that was an easy eliminate for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was. So um, you
1: don't feel there's that the song Dance is worthy.
3: Shall uh, I play can good. I
1: play you a clip again? Uh,
3: play it. That's fine. Yes.
1: Okay. Let's let's play it. Let's play it at a different point in the song. Maybe that. Yeah. let's, let's do that. Okay. Give me a second it's fine. to yep, cue go this ahead. up um just so just so we can
0: take a ride
1: i just want to be okay so this is dance hold on let me get to hang on okay nope sorry son of a mother
2: (laughs) (laughs) wrong song
1: (laughs) i know i couldn't fast forward to it all right hang on oh my god so frustrating hang on i'm gonna fast forward to another point
0: comes
3: okay yes yeah. I didn't I didn't say it was bad I just said it was my favorite um
1: no that no 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 that's not what you said
3: the all right copy and paste yeah copy and paste. It's fine.
1: copy and paste
3: it's fine. And-
1: Okay. No, it's not. It's not. I'm just. I just want to be. I just want to understand and be clear. So, okay. I'm not saying they're not
3: talented. I'm just saying that I heard a lot of the same stuff on that third album. Okay, that I heard in the previous two. Um, but for me, that first album is fucking great. It's great. Um, you have the name recognition on the hits, but. Uh, I feel that they were playing around with some stuff and I think that it's a band at that time that weren't 100% sure of what exactly they were at that time.
1: For Out of the Cellar?
3: For Out of the Cellar, yes. Okay. Um, 85, Invasion of Your Privacy. For me, the second half of the album kills it. And I feel that that's their most complete album. It's their most dangerous album. Um, it's their best album, musically, lyrically. Which song in specific? Uh, everything. Well, I gotta in pick a specific. song.
1: Well, you said the uh, second half. All right.
3: Well, I I love "Got Me on the Line." Great song.
1: Okay.
3: Are we queuing that up?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yes. Great stuff. Funny that you say that because I don't see how that song can touch dance. That's fine. Or body talk.
3: That's fine. But, okay. but that's my album. I'm so going with, yes, you're going invasion, in of with privacy. invasion of
4: Your Privacy. Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. That is your choice. Okay. Yes. So um, I've already eliminated Out of the Cellar, which I, I totally agree with you, Ed, Especially, gosh, you know, remembering when this was released and all of that mm-hmm. is painful to have to do. Um, round and round is their most popular song ever. It's one of the most popular songs from the 80s for sure. Even if you didn't like this type of music, if you were alive back then and someone plays round and round, you're like, oh, that's rat. You know, you just know. Yeah. Um, but to me, it if I have to choose, it cannot. A hold up to invasion of your privacy, dancing undercover. Now, I I love invasion of your privacy. Fantastic songs, lay it down. One of my favorites for sure. However, <laughs> dancing undercover, it just there's no. I it was the for me it was the pinnacle, and mm-hmm. the and us as the listeners and the fans and the people actually purchasing purchasing the album, we were all in unison feeling like they had got, they got it. They got all the elements that we wanted mm-hmm. and they got a little bit harder too, which is what we wanted by 86. So I felt like they really, I don't know what happened after dancing undercover. If they continued to write just like dancing undercover, they probably would have had another two album run for sure. That would have hit the charts. Um, but dancing undercover for me is their pinnacle album. It's their best spot. Bo- it's the best body of work for me. Agreed. It is it's them it's there's maturity in it. you can you can hear the um, cohesiveness. You can he- you the writing even lyric writing is better if you like delve into the lyrics. Um, it's just, yeah, it's 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 like their big boy album. I don't know. Yep, and and big it's just. The
2: album cover to go with it.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's everything in 1986. Every motherfucking thing you wanted when you opened up a fucking hard rock or metal album. This is what you wanted to hear. From start to finish, I think. And and just starting so strong with dance. Oh, my God. I, I can't. I, just, I, I could never throw this one away. So since I already eliminated um, Out of the Cellar. If I'm left to choose between Invasion of Your Privacy, again, love Invasion of Your Privacy, but Dancing Undercover is it for me.
2: You know, it's kind of funny. This did not go how I thought it would. I Mm -hmm. thought it would be me. You two would be arguing for Out of the Cellar, and I would be the lone one arguing for Dancing Undercover. But this is funny how it uh, plays out in reality. Yeah. I'm it's surprised
1: tr- it went this way, too. I'm surprised they <laughs> all eliminated different albums. That was yeah, definitely that was not
3: expected. For me, if the, if, if we're going to put them as a hair metal band, which we all agreed they should be in that category, no disagreement whatsoever. And I already said that I feel like those bands were a little more dangerous. I feel like Invasion of Your Privacy was a little more of a dangerous album. Than just my opinion.
2: So closer to my heart, I don't see anything dangerous about. No,
3: it. So, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but anyway. see, I, I, ever I, 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 I either. had, and maybe to a fault, maybe to a fault, I had banked on it being the first two albums against each other and eliminating the third album.
1: Oh no! So
3: yeah, I so know maybe, that's what usually
1: happens, but yeah, definitely not in this case. I just i mean the bot like looking at the i mean first of all kudos to these guys for having these super strong fucking amazing albums as their yeah. first three in their catalog that's impressive again thank you 1980s for giving us a fresh new album one year apart absolutely that was just yep. phenomenal work somehow we managed to do it back then i don't know um with a lot less of the conveniences we have now they but, didn't have
2: the cell phones, Instagram, and Facebook to distract well, that's them. Probably they could just point. write. That's
1: yeah. probably a good point. Also, yeah, it was encouraged yeah. to be coked up for fucking weeks on end so you could finish yeah. the album. <laughs> that's probably another thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just think it's it's um, I think it's impressive that this is their first three albums, but no. Dancing Undercover it's their it's their pinnacle. It's, it's the, it's, it's, that's it. That's it. And I, I wish, I just wish they had stuck to, and I wonder, you know, you never know. Nobody likes to admit that they listen to the critics and they let the critics get to them. We all let that stuff get to us no matter how hard we work at not letting us get to that. And I don't know if that shook them at all. I don't know if they were just still exploring, but if I was them, I would have gone back to Dancing Undercover and said, let's write another Dancing Undercover album you know, uh, at some point in the trajectory. But again, with so many uh, lineup changes, that ha- has a huge effect on the music, you know, depending on who's doing the writing and who's doing the arranging and all of that. So um, that definitely played a part in what was to come after Dancing Undercover.
4: Uh,
2: you but, know, go ahead. Yes. I say my favorite thing about uh, Rat is th- the whole combination the su- they are more than the sum of their parts, but the su- their their parts are just freaking awesome. You have Stephen Piercy's voice, which like he's w- he's in rare air with like Ronnie James Dio, yes. um, and some of these other metal where you hear it, you immediately know Stephen yes. Piercy. Iconic. There's no one else who sounds mm-hmm. like him at no. all. Um, and then you've got I love bands. This is to me. This is the perfect band to make up. It's like Metallica. You have the drummer, bass, singer, and you have two guitars. You have lead and rhythm and guitar together. He has some great dual guitar solos. Mm-hmm. And with Robin Crosby and Warren D. Martini, I mean, these are th- were probably two of the most talented guitar players in in at, for their era, too. Both in this band, too, because you go through. They they may not have. The name recognition of like an Eddie Van Halen, but they have the chops for sure, and um, it's just yeah their all, and, and their sound, fades. their guitar sound. You you will meet, they even created you,
1: that sound. Yeah, they, and that's one of the things about Rat is that they they and thank God they get the respect for this. They get they they are one of the creators and the founders of the hair metal. You know that L.A. rock sound and and rightly so i mean they helped to create that entire sound that so many bands um copied after them even some bands that were had existed before their they became rat and then changed their sound after because they were fucking dominating i mean think about it you know when their their uh, self self uh, released ep comes out and sells 100,000 copies in 1983 What other bands are kicking around at the time? All of the other glam bands and a lot of the other hair metal bands that came from that part of the country came after them. Absolutely. One thousand percent copied or or were influenced by them. Influenced by them. For sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get both, you know. Yes. That was 1983. That's really, really early to have a sound like this.
3: Similar lo- to Out of the yeah. Cellar, I love you, Ed, but I can't. I can't put Dio on the same level as Piercy. Man, I mean Dio to me is. He's one of those iconic figures who's above everybody else. With the Lemmys, I'm not comparing and everybody else. I'm not talented. comparing. I'm just
2: saying that the yeah. idea the of your sound you of the voice, sound, the voice yes. you
3: immediately know. No, yes. who it is. All right, so the sort of the approachability, another. you know the song. Okay, I, I get, I get yeah, that. Yeah. yeah,
1: No, he's not All on right, the same yeah. level vocally, but it's yeah, the the sound of the voice. Like there are several, not every vocalist. You, oh, that I know who that is. Instantly. Getty
3: Lee. Another yeah. one, yeah,
1: you okay. know instantly who that is. So you hear yeah. the
3: first note and you know, okay, yeah, 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 all right, yeah,
1: yeah. So, all right, well, I guess we have a winner
4: dinner.
1: winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's Dancing yeah, Undercover discovered.
0: 1986
1: mm-hmm. by Rat with the title track Dance, one of my favorite rat songs, yay. So, you guys. If you disagree with us, too bad. If you agree with us, we want to know. Just kidding. You can tell us either way. Not that we're going to care.
3: <laughs> Come so, on, people. Support me.
1: But, <laughs> yes, I should have said everybody needs to support Matt, actually. So um, <laughs> so send us your well wishes, greeting cards, get well cards, all of that for getting his ass kicked tonight. Um, oh, he, will, he will appreciate it. But so so. Uh, before we get out of here, we must play this.
4: You make the night.
2: song that started it all. <laughs> There you go.
1: Had to do it.
3: Awesome. As always, st- thank you for sticking around, listeners. We hope you enjoyed that discussion as much as did we did. Did they stick around? I hope so. <laughs> Man,
1: <laughs> of course they did.
3: Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Metal Rock Whiskey.
1: What the fuck is that, Metal Row
3: Ratic Whiskey? Wow!
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Someone trying to be funny. Uh, well,
1: I looked at him like, "Oh, someone's doing something funny oh, with rat funny. and metal." I don't think that was
3: intentional. <laughs> no, sweet.
0: I didn't do it.
3: <laughs> not, not that I read off a script after two years. <laughs> I'm oh, doing the same it's outro. Notes. Metal Rat and Whiskey. Metal, yes. You can Flip find knots. us at
1: Metal Rat and Whiskey.
3: <laughs> metal metal Rat <ratten> and Whiskey. Gross. <laughs> and we also have a super cool Facebook group. Super cool. Under Spirit of Rock Podcast Network, which is growing, by the way. Yay. We are growing. It
1: is growing. Yes. We, we are growing, yes. That, huh? We should talk about Yes. yes. Okay. We should now
3: go ahead <laughs> <laughs>
1: so we have a new show coming to the network I'm super excited about you guys uh, for you whiskey drinkers and maybe metal listeners who raise your hand and say me if you like cigars me
3: me Ed <laughs> nope. not me
2: sorry no
1: nope. <laughs> So we have a new show coming from the man himself, Mr. Cohiba, Sean Williams, who is the brand ambassador for Cohiba cigars. Does this really cool thing that he started before, uh, like you know, when lockdown happened? It's Friday nights with Sean Williams, and he goes deep, my friends. You think we go deep? He goes deep. He will choose one artist, he'll play a bunch of music, and he'll create a discussion and go into the history but he goes into the spider web which is fascinating like he will tell you why uh Bo diddley is connected to metal it's it, it's bonkers it's so freaking cool and he obviously pairs it with a cigar and um it's it's awesome so that will be we coming will. to the network very soon. seems like
3: we have to have him on a show we have of to course have
1: him we on. do of course we do and we will metal rock
3: whiskey yes oh
1: yeah yeah we will Oh, yeah. And you can see him. Um, my whis- other whiskey brother, Jay Madison, who was on the show, um, if you saw our discussion about diversity, um, and they will be back on the show, we had him featured on our cigar show. So um, for Uncle Nearest, every Thursday, I do a broadcast, and you can find it on the Uncle Nearest Facebook group or the Pound the Rock YouTube channel. And um, we kind of, uh, we kind of uh, trade like the subject. So the first Thursday of the month, we do a cigar and a whiskey pairing and we feature a different cigar brand. Last, was it last last one? Yeah, last one, we featured Cohiba and that's where we met Sean Williams. And we just started talking about, he does this on Zoom and he's like, yeah, I can't do it anywhere else because they block the music and blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, I got you, brother. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I tuned into one of them it's really, really cool. So, you're going to get the experience of being able to, to if you want to experience one live, you can go to his Zoom and he does it every Friday, or you can listen to it later on the podcast, which will be really great. Awesome. Thanks for reminding me, Matt. Of course. Good. And you can find
3: us individually on Instagram or wherever. You find me at the Whiskey possessor You can see right there. If you're following on YouTube, Save the E. Whiskey Save the e. <laughs> e. 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 E.
1: Everybody just
3: turned out and like Fuck that. That's the That's the cigars that are kicking in. I can't. That
1: sounds like the um uh what's her face? Yoko Ono. Uh she did a song like that. Or no, sorry, a movie like that, where she <laughs> zoomed oh, in on a fly. <laughs> Crawling on someone's leg. I'm not fucking kidding. You guys, fi- Google it. A fly climbing up the leg, someone's leg, and the whole, all you hear is ee. Trust me, just Google Yoko Ono fly movie.
3: Ah, oh, shit.
1: You're welcome.
2: Where can they find you, sailor? <laughs>
1: <laughs> do they want to find me after this? I don't think they do. Oh, fuck. I'm Sailor Retro. You can find me on Instagram talking about whiskey and cocktails and shit like that. Um, if you want to see me rage out, you can follow me on Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm just Sailor Guevara. All
2: right, I have a simple guy. All you have to do is get on Instagram and look for Bourbon Geek and you'll find me there. That's it. All right. And hey, Nurse. Oh, and this show too, I guess. Hey, Nurse, If you love us, <laughs> Or even just like us, please hit that subscribe button, give us a review if you'd like. It really does matter. And of course, tune in again. I don't know if it's gonna be next week, it might be the week after that. I
1: don't either. Who For knows? another
2: episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey, where we'll continue our series on hair metal.
1: And before I give my outro, what should we what what should we play? on the way out from rat. Matt, you want to pick since you got your bucket. Sure. <laughs> you tell uh, me lay it Come down, on, lay it down. All right. Yeah. All right. We'll play lay it down. And while we play lay it down, I'm going to do my new outro, which should have always been my outro, which is fuck racism. <laughs> Yes, be good to each other, be kind to each other, and rock the fuck out.
0: Well, I, know really know well, I know you don't really care
2: to see me.
4: cheers, everybody.
0: Confection.
2: Cheers. Cheers. See you next time. Yes, yes, sir.
1: Hey, this is Sailor, and you're listening to a Spirit of Rock Podcast Network show. Find this show and many others at spiritofrockpods.com.